All right, so you're hanging out Sunday afternoon, Austin, Texas. You decide to uh, get something to eat. You think to yourself, man, I haven't had a good slice of pizza in like a year. You start remembering your, uh, your younger days on the East Coast, you know, eating pizza every Friday. Watching uh, TGIF. It's your favorite part of the week. Friday. We love it. We love Friday. So you decide to go down to this, uh, this new pizza shop that just opened uh, down the street from where you live. It's called uh, Flat Earth Pizza. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, it was uh, founded by these uh, these flat earthers who just fucking love pizza, you know? They're like, the, the earth is flat, and so's our pizza. Uh, uh-huh. And <clears throat> are they cool about it? No. They <laughs> like, uh, like, they give you pamphlets and stuff like that. Uh, like, the menu explains all the different toppings that there are, but it also gives, like, a really long argument about, like, you know. Why the earth is flat. Yeah, and, like, the moon isn't real and stuff. But it's good pizza, dude. So you go there. Uh, what kind of what kind of pizza do I usually get? What what kind of pizza do you like? I mean, I. Uh, I You're guess feeling I pretty go good. With, I guess I would just go with that. Uh, if I was just going to a regular spot, I'd just go classic extra cheese. Classic extra cheese. Let's go to extra cheese pizza. Okay. You walk up, grab a uh, an RC cola. Mm. You open it right away. You're like, I love RC cola. You never get these in bottles anywhere. I love this. You take a. Nice pull from it, you know? You look over, and in the main dining room, there's another guy with RC Cola, and you guys lock eyes. And you both, like, hold up the RC Colas to each other, almost like you're toasting from across the room. All right. So you get, uh, you know, your slice of uh, extra cheese pizza. You sit down, you bite into it. It's the best pizza you've ever had in your fucking life. It's sizzling hot, yet somehow it doesn't burn the roof of your mouth. Mm. The amount of cheese on there would make someone from the 1920s cry. (laughs) The sauce, it's a perfect red. You look at it, you think about like life force, you know? The ratio's there. They've got the ratio of dough to sauce and cheese. Perfect amount. A hint of garlic. You're turned on a little. Your nipples get like rock hard. So you look over and there's um, this guy doing uh, entertainment for children. He's like a magician. He's got uh, the standard tricks, you know, that he does. Pulls a, a coin from someone's ear, stuff like that. Yeah. At one point, he mathematically proves that God does not exist. Yeah. He like pulls a rabbit out of a hat. What do the kids think about the God thing? They they don't really react to it. The parents all the parents start weeping. <laughs> so he makes like a he's like he pulls out like a balloon. He's like, Oh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna make my famous uh balloon animals. 
This guy's name is uh, <laughs> his name is Artemis Dong. <laughs> his magician name is uh, Donger. <laughs> the Donger has has been around for a very long time. He's entertaining children for like fifteen years. He has a very unfortunate name, but he's very good at what he does, and he cares about it. Almost like supernaturally so, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like earlier in the in the in the magic act, he um he took out like a um a, a magic wand. What he said was a magic wand, but it's clearly a Twizzler, and all the kids laughed. And then he drew a pentagram in the air, and the pentagram appeared for like just a second. So it's kind of a, an unusual act. Uh yeah, so I'd say so. He starts to blow his uh balloon animal up. And suddenly he starts like coughing and he clutches his heart and he goes, oh no. And he falls over. What do you do? When he does this, do I, uh, does it look like he's doing an act for the kids or is it? No, it looks frightening. It looks frightening. And he's looking you directly in the eye when he does it. (laughs) I would, I would rush over. I would rush over and I'd. Uh, turn the turn the man over and kind of examine his face and and see if you, he seemed okay. You turn him over. <clears throat> excuse me. You turn him over, and he and he looks at you and he locks eyes with you and he goes, "I don't have much time." He goes, "I'm dying, kid." <laughs> he goes, "You have to continue my legacy as the best children's magician ever." The donger. He grabs you like from the back of your neck. It doesn't feel bad. It feels almost sensuous. You kind of turned on still. And he, uh, he holds up like a quarter that he had like pulled out of someone's ear. Mm -hmm. He jams it straight into your fucking ear. (laughs) Oh no. For a second, it hurts more than you thought was humanly possible. But then it kind of just feels okay. And then the donger dies in your arms. And do I suddenly know magic or anything like that? Or I, I only know the amount of magic that I know right now? You look over at the um, the unused balloons, his big finale. Mm-hmm. And something says to you, like, I should take this home. What do you do? Do you take the balloons from the active scene of death? If it doesn't seem like anybody would mind, and I have that instinct, yeah. I would I would follow it. I would take those balloons home. You pick up the the bag of balloons, and uh, it it feels like a, like a, like a jolt of almost electricity goes through you. <clears throat> feels pretty good. Okay, so good energy. You're kind of turned on. Okay. You go home. What do you do with the balloons? I would try to blow one up. And if I remember correctly, like I remember a few things about like bending balloons around or whatever. So I'd try to test out those old skills, see if they're still there. Maybe if, see if anything comes natural to me. So you start to blow into the balloon. Uh, Your wife walks in the room and starts uh, telling you a story involving uh, your cat that happened earlier. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you don't really notice what you're doing. And when you turn it back to the balloon, you've formed 
exact replica of a cat. Oh, wow. It paws and at you. This feels like uh, some kind of a, a Jim Carrey movie where I can't help but make awesome balloon animals. It meows, and you, you remember, it reminds you of church bells. Oh, I like, okay, yeah. Wait, the the balloon animal meows? Yeah. It comes to life. It starts like just being a cat, walking around, sniffing things. Well, it sounds like it's going to become a Jumanji problem if I'm making more balloon animals. Yeah. Do you make anything else with these? Uh... <sighs> Jesus. Uh, I would have to try something. Like, uh, I would try to think of if I could make uh, an, uh, an inanimate object, like a, a hammer or something like that. You, um, you think about that as you blow up a balloon and you form something. Mm. And in your hand, there's like some weight to it, you know? Yeah. It feels ice cold to the touch. You look down at this ha- this balloon ha- hammer in your hand. And you don't know where this thought comes from, but you think to yourself, they would have crucified Christ with this. So uh, you use a hammer to like uh, hang up some stuff. It works pretty well. Is that the only thing you would uh, make with it? All right. Well, at this point... We've got the hand. I I have to. I I would have to. I would feel like I have to f- try a, a third thing. Uh, I wouldn't want to make anything edible. Probably another inanimate object. I would make. Um, I'm gonna see if I could. Uh, I'm gonna make another. I'll make another hammer. Let's make a second hammer and see how I feel about this one. So. You start thinking about that first hammer as you're making blowing air into this balloon. You think to yourself, why do I need another hammer? I already have one. Mm. Then you look down and you see that fully formed balloon hammer in your hand. And you start to wonder how you ever live without it. <laughs> These are good hammers, dude. You pick them up, you look at them. You think for a second about knocking them together to see what happens, and then you realize that's not for me to do. <laughs> It'd be a bad idea. It feels like destiny in your hands. Okay. So uh, your wife walks out again, and she's like, hey, you know, I, I just got this gift card. Uh, you know, I want to take you out for some dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's your anniversary. You totally forgot about it. <laughs> You're kind of a shit husband. I... I know this sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But, but I want to make another hammer. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know why. she walks out I and like she I says, I'll take you out for dinner. And you kind of like turn your back to her. <laughs> Almost like the way you've turned your back on remembering the anniversary. Yeah. And you, you, you blow into the, uh, the pillow and you, or the pillow, you, sorry that you blow into, uh, uh, balloon. the balloon. And, uh, you think about that first hammer you made, uh-huh. you look down and God damn it, if not, sitting in your hand is a perfectly forged hammer. You look at it, you think to yourself, like, this is how God made the cosmos. So your wife's like, anyway, so I, I really want to go out to dinner with you tonight for our anniversary. She's like, yeah, I got a, a gift card in the mail. It's this restaurant called Sausage Pete's. She's like, yeah, I'm ready to go now. You ready for a big anniversary dinner? 
uh, I'd get I'd get my stuff together. I'd get my act together. I've made enough hammers for now. Yeah. And I you would. put the three hammers down. It's yeah. you feel like it's almost like the same feeling a parent gets when their children leave oh, for uh, no. college. Oh uh, yeah, they're on their own. I don't want to be. A they no longer have hammers. to care for this uh, living organism. You had that thought for just a second as you put the hammers down. Okay. They make a thud when they land. It sounds like infinity. Oh well. You're trying to think about it. All right. We'll go out to dinner. So you know this restaurant, uh, Sausage Pete? It's like a typical uh, Italian place. And uh, what would you normally order at Italian? At a, uh, like traditional, think traditional Italian. Um, I like uh, a bolognese. Bolognese. Yeah. I'll do bolognese. You order the, the bolognese. The waiter brings it out to you. Sets it down in front of you. The tomato, that tomato sauce. Man, it is like the most red sauce you've ever seen. Mm. You take a bite. It's the best meal you've ever had in your life. It's better than the pizza? It's way better than the pizza. Yeah, you finish your meal. One point, the waiter walks over. He goes, "Hey, uh, just so you know, the the bill has been waived. We got your dinner tonight." Uh, he goes, "Rob, you know, um, our owner. He's seen you do comedy before. He's he's a big fan. He just wanted to take care of your dinner." I'd say thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually wants to meet you. I would go meet this person. So you walk through the kitchen to like this back office. You open the door, and standing there is a man. You thought that that tomato sauce was the reddest thing you've ever seen in your life. But this guy's suit, it's the most red suit you've ever seen in your life. You look at this suit, you think about like volcanoes that forge the continents. You think about Lucifer and his lake of fire. It is a fucking red suit. <laughs> He's got orange stringy hair. He's wearing a clown's nose. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show. And he goes, uh, hello, Rob. I'm the sugar king. Sit down. You want some candy? What do you do? Yeah, I take the candy. <laughs> do you sit down with him? Yeah. You hold the candy uh, in your hand, and he goes, now, look, before you eat this candy, I just need you to know that uh, this isn't a gift. This is an exchange. He goes, um, he brings up like a big bag of uh, like empty balloons. And he goes, uh, I'll trade you that piece of candy if you can just make one little thing for me. And he goes, Rob, if you eat this candy, you will never hunger again. You will never feel sad. You will never have to worry about anything. Do you do it? 
Uh, no, I don't think I do. I don't. Uh, no, I, I don't. You look down at the candy and you know from looking at it that it is filled to the brim with caramel. You can almost sense the caramel moving around inside it, almost like it's alive. Mm. He goes, come on, Rob, eat my flesh, trade me. What do you do? I'm definitely not eating this candy now. If it's talking to me? No, the Sugar King says that to you. Oh, the Sugar King says that to me? No. No. (laughs) No. I'm not going to do that. Sorry. I would say sorry, Sugar King. I'd try to be nice about it. Yeah. I'd be real cool about it. And so he just kind of like shrugs and he's like, all right. And he goes, uh, sorry, we couldn't do business. You leave. Walk back to uh, the table. Drive your wife home. You get there and you look down in your pocket and you realize you still have the piece of candy. Mm. What do you do? I would chuck it out the window, I think. I, want, I don't want any part of that candy. Yeah. You chuck it out the window, and you go to sleep. The next day, you wake up. Your wife's gone. She's going. She's visiting family. It's like 1030 in the morning. There's a knock on the door. What do you do? I look at the people. And standing there is like a... Standing there is this guy... He's striking. He's the most bald man you've ever seen in your fucking life. <laughs> this guy's hair. It doesn't look like they lasered, lasered it away or anything. It looks like it was just never there to begin with. You know, you think about like, like the idea of this guy having hair. You'd rather watch your parents die in front of you than picture this guy with hair. That's how bald he is. So you're like, well, this is fucking weird. And you keep kind of looking down. He has the bluest eyes you've ever seen in your fucking life. They remind you of Atlantis. They remind you of the final judgment. And you're like, well, if that would be not odd enough. You keep looking down. This guy has teeth like sharks. You look at him and you're honestly surprised that his teeth are not covered in blood right now. Multiple rows? Yeah. Ugh. But the suit that this guy is wearing... It's the sharpest suit you've ever seen in your fucking life. You look at this suit and you think to yourself, there's nothing this suit can't cut. You're surprised it doesn't make the air bleed. Do I have any way that I can open the door like partially with like a little uh, lock chain? Type yeah. System? Okay. I would, I would do that. You do I that. The, the lock uh, freezes the second that you start to open it and it shatters. This guy walks in. He goes, hello, Rob. I'm ice bones Jones. <laughs> he goes, where's the candy? I, I would be honest with him. I'd say, well, I threw it out the window. He goes, uh, go get it. 
uh, do I have a good sense of where I threw it? At which you just kind of threw out the window. You know it's in the parking lot out there somewhere. Yeah, I tell Icebone Jones I just be I'd be real frank but polite. Yeah, Icebone, I don't I don't know exactly where that is. It's gonna be I may never find it. He grabs you by the neck and picks you up and he starts to walk outside. His hands are so fucking cold. They remind you of a forgotten Christmas. I I, w- I would start uh admit which Christmas? A forgotten one that your uh-huh. parents forgot. You walk down to the parking lot and uh, that piece of candy had been run over by someone. And he looks at you and he goes, fuck you, Rob. And he slits your throat. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the candy's all his, crushed up? His hand is so cold and his thumb, it kind of goes a little into the wound. So it actually freezes all the blood in your body. It takes so long to do, though. You agonize for 45 minutes. And then Is when you're, anyone around doing anything? No one sees you. And then when you're completely frozen, he punches your head off. <laughs> to what end, Icebone Jones? He uppercuts it. It goes flying in the air. It lands in the middle of a, a kickball game by a, a bunch of six-year-olds. <laughs> they kick it around for 30 minutes before they realize it's a human head. Those kids are all ruined. You fucking die. What would have happened if I ate that the candy? I mean, well, he kind of told you, right? I guess that seems like a fucking trap, man. <laughs> Don't trust a sugar king. <laughs>